0: Welcome back to Rusted Junk, the 80s movies podcast. Do you find yourself wanting to put on a corked hat, fight crocodiles in the outback and then move to New York? How about befriending an alien by dressing him up as a ghost on Halloween? If so, this is the podcast for you. If you remember searching for that perfect film from Blockbuster, and if you grew up in the UK, waiting for that one VHS copy to be turned to the newsagents, then welcome. We'll have fond memories waiting for you. I'm Charlie, and the rest of the Rusted Junk team are Amanda... Joe, now you all. And Dom. Hello. So, the film we'll be covering today is the 1983 classic Risky Business. I always say classic. I don't know if I always mean it. And I don't know if that's going to give anything away, but um, probably not in this case. But yes, we are covering Risky Business. And because it's Lucky Dip and because we drew it out the hat, whose film was it? Who won?
1: It, it was mine.
0: It was. And why did you pick risky Business?
1: Uh, well, it's been ages since I've watched it. It's a movie I've watched. Hooray! <laughs> uh, ages since I've watched it, but um, I really enjoyed watching it. And I remember thinking, oh, that's a really cool movie. And it's got Tom Cruise in his pants.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> what, what more could you want, really? Well, you could a lot more than that, but.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to the the other choices that you picked. Well, I picked I picked it because it had Sean Penn with a uh, with a, with a hat on or something. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, Tom Well, Tom Cruise in his pants is probably as good a as good a reason as any, so yeah, that's fine.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, um as it's your film, uh you get to go last. So I'm going to go first. Um in fact, before we do that, we need to watch the trailer. We yeah. really do, because we forgot it last time. I'm really it's sorry.
1: still a bit discombobulated, aren't you? A little you, bit. Just
0: getting, used to, just getting used to the new format. It's fine. It's anyway, here's the trailer.
2: So your folks are going out of town. Just use your best judgment. You know we trust you. You got the place all to yourself. <laughs> a good time Joel. In the privacy of your own home. Just take those old records off, the shelf. That's her. She's fantastic. Yeah. I sit and listen to them by myself. Did you have a good time last night?
3: <laughs> I had a great time. Today's
2: music ain't got the same soul. Yeah, we get high, Joe.
3: Don't let me do anything
2: stupid. Don't worry. I like that old time of rock and roll. Who's the U-boat commander? Don't try to take me to a disco- I don't remember giving permission for a party, Joe. A party? I've got a trig midterm tomorrow, and I'm being chased by Guido, the killer pimp. Doesn't anyone want to accomplish anything, or do we just want to make money? Make money. Make a lot of money. There's a time for playing it safe. And a time for risky business
0: anyway I will go first the problem I have with the tra- the problem I have with the film is the problem I have with the trailer mm. um this film does not know what it wants to be it's it's suffering a massive identity crisis it has it, it, it goes you think it's going in one direction oh that was that was good I've, I uh, I've upset her already she's gone oh she's back um it doesn't know what it wants to be it's it, even that trailer. Oh, your, your mum and dad are going out of town. Oh, we're gonna have a party. Oh, it sounds as if it's going to be like a teen film. Oh no, it's a thriller. Oh no, it's a film about sex workers. Oh, it's a what is this film? <laughs> I mean, I really, really didn't know. And and I think because I didn't get over that, um, I can see that it's a I, I can see that it's a classic. And I'd never seen it before. Um, so spoiler alert, even though... really,
1: was, you've not seen it before.
0: Yeah, I think I said this to you last time when I was when we picked it out the hat. I said that I hadn't seen it before. So this is the first time that I'd seen yeah. it. Um, I do think there are weaknesses. I think there are strengths. And we'll go into all of that. But yeah, it, it, it is what it is. And I still don't know what it is. So yeah, uh, who next? Dom? I am I'm shocked you've not seen this before.
3: Because <laughs> I, I think this is the most quintessentially 80s film we've done so far. It's mm. just so, so, <laughs> so, evoc- <laughs> it's so evocative of the era. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, okay. It's a much, it's a more complicated grown-up film than I remember. In, in my mind, this was like an early era cruise teen comedy, a kind of fear of the breakfast club or weird science, but it's, um mm. but it's not, is it? Uh, I mean, p- parts of the film, I thought, are lots of fun, pure adolescent wish fulfilment. Home Alone with a Beautiful Hooker, Partying with Your Mates, A Mansion in the <laughs> Chicago Suburbs, Driving His Dad's Porsche. You know, what's not to love? It's no wonder American movies were so popular in the 80s. Um, and it did just make me so nostalgic for the 80s as well, for all the good qualities of the era, but some of the unashamed boldness of the film's plot as well, not all of which may stand up to much scrutiny. Um, <laughs> prostitutions a victimless crime. Pimps are reasonable people who enjoy a bit of banter and are happy to invest their time teaching life lessons <laughs> Se- sex workers all have flawless skin beautiful hair and teeth and can easily leave the profession to become models Princeton's <laughs> admissions is based on some corrupt scheme <laughs> around free free meat tremblers at, at student parties but um yeah we're, we're gonna have lots of fun discussing this i'm looking forward to it
2: joe who's <laughs> <leaves> you next <laughs> yeah i think i said this the last time charlie your problem is that you're looking at this movie through fifty-year-old Charlie's eyes. If you would have seen it when you were much younger, you would have enjoyed it much more.
1: You did say to me actually when we were watching the movie, and there was like you know some sex scenes in there. You were like, "How did I never watch this movie when I was younger? How where did how did this pass me by?" Yeah, especially <laughs> so I a think love- you did connect, but I think your your kind of brain today got in the way. Yeah, yeah.
2: And that's happened with me too, like because he loves the breakfast club and I just don't get it. But I'm sure if I saw it when I was a kid, I would think, oh man, I just want to be every single one of those kids. They're so cool. Yeah. But now you look at them and they're like, a bunch of idiots.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Joe. But um, where you say where it doesn't know where it wants to be, it, it's not a comedy, it's a drama. Is it? No,
0: sorry, wait a minute. It's not a comedy. No, it's Because there a are a lot of funny moments in it. No, yeah, that's but bit... exactly
2: that's what it is. It's a it's a drama with comedic moments <laughs> in it, interwoven into it. It's not, you know, National Lampoon's Vacation. You know, it's just a, a dramedy, you know, but more... I was waiting
0: for a UFO to turn up, and then we could have had sci-fi. Check, check, <laughs> check, check, check. Oh, we've got them all. Bingo.
2: But it worked at the time. I mean, it was Ooh. a very successful film, and... People really loved it. My biggest problem with this movie is there is no way in hell that Tom Cruise, his character, would ever have to pay for sex. He's just way too good looking, Tom Cruise, in this movie. <laughs> you know, and it's weird because it's like, again, I'm straight, but I'm like, kept saying to myself, damn, that guy is so damn good looking. It's like I'm looking at he him is, more than, than yeah, Rebecca DeMornay. You know, it's like, how the hell did this guy get so good looking? You know, and it's... Also again like I think what they should have done is maybe've gotten like one of your favorites John Cusack I think if he would have been in the role it would have been more acceptable because mm. you, you know he he like ends up getting sex because of his personality more than his looks you know and I think that that would have worked a little bit more uh even the guy behind you Matthew Broderick might have um I'm not saying that they were better choices mm. cuz this is Tom Cruise's movie and this is was his breakout film and I know it wasn't his first. It, like, he did Taps before this, yeah, right? He did. He, did, yeah. he did. And what was that movie, Charlie, with uh, him and... Uh, what's her name from Cheers? Um, Diane T- Diana, Diana.
0: Oh, Shelley Long.
2: Yeah, he, he did a movie with her where they went south of the border and he was trying to lose his virginity with a bunch of friends. I don't know if you oh, ever seen that.
0: Yeah, wait a minute. Oh.
2: Should know. I? Um, I might even be called South of the Border, <laughs> you know? or one last yeah. fling, or something like that. Yeah, let, like let's
0: that. call it South of the Border. Yeah, I remember it well, Joe. It's really yeah, really good.
2: yeah. But this was his breakout, you know, movie. And I actually I enjoy this more, I would say, than most of his movies. You know, I would say I would I feel like more was done in this movie than Top Gun. You know, I know you're you're going to disagree with me, but vehemently. Fam- Top Gun doesn't really have a story. I'm sorry. Has, Top Gun doesn't need a story. Well, that's the whole thing. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> mostly action. It's music. It's a MTV music video, and you know, it's cool. But at least this has a story, and it is believable because I've seen this happen before in really? real life.
3: Have
1: you? Yeah.
2: Well, my friend, when I was went to high school with him he was so good looking you know that like all the girls would be lining up his door just to have sex with him. you know but like and he had a lot of money he had everything and he just was given everything in life because of his looks mostly but he he had a party yes he did (laughs) what what is he doing now do you know um he became the uh uh, works at a bakery he was an assistant to, to the mayor of New York um, at some point. Now he he made a lot of money. I'm telling you, there are guys that they will go far just from their looks. Uh, and he, my friend, was definitely one of them. Not saying that he was smart, but it also gave him confidence. And I think it's the same thing with Cruz. I mean, Cruz didn't have to struggle to get the movie roles that he got after this movie and the ones that he gets now because he's so damn good looking. It's mm. like you know they just want him. But anyway, yeah, he had a party. Is, this guy is he still
0: good looking?
1: I would With say Bruce? so. there's certain yeah. something about for him. his he's age. Because
2: oh, he's sixty.
0: Yeah. Oh, Frizzi, yeah, yeah, he's sixty
1: now. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: he's got he's got like a ball face now because of all the Botox that's in it.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw it in um, Maverick. You know, there are times when you can see he's starting to show his age finally. But you know, <laughs> come on, he's sixty. You know, it's about time he starts getting old. Um. But no, my friend, he he did
1: all his own stunts. So, yeah, it's a little crazy. Still at 60. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. But if you
0: haven't checked it out, by the way, dear listeners or viewers, go into YouTube, the um, Tom Cruise stunts for, what's it called, Mission Impossible? What's the new film? Just go and type in Tom Cruise death-defying Mission Impossible and see the latest stunt where he he just amazing. base, Base jumps off the side of a cliff from a motorbike. a
1: motorbike
0: yeah that's one of the funkiest <laughs> things i've seen for a while
1: he spends a whole year practicing
0: yeah the one it's shot just
1: phenomenal the amount of stuff i can't remember it's it's like hundreds of jumps he's done isn't it out of the mm. out of an airplane before he's even got to the point where he's uh, testing out like yeah.
0: just like 300 oh, three hundred the... jumps just like five well, i days. love the
2: guy but he's a little insane. I mean, just look at the whole Christian science thing that he's involved with. So for him to jump out of an airplane like 30 times just to do a stunt, that's a little crazy. Mm.
0: 300, it was. Anyway. Um, anyway, so Amanda, your film. So I, I guess because you picked it, it got fond memories. I'm su- yeah. suggesting this is all going to be good, so far away. Do you want me to do a
1: synopsis of it?
0: Uh, yes, could do And then yeah. go, go into your feelings
1: Okay, so Rolling Stone actually Put a little Different sort of Take on it, and they said uh, The sight of young Tom Cruise in tighty whities I presume that's his underpants Yeah, Yes,
0: yes. okay,
1: Button down shirt and tube socks Dancing to Bob Seger's old time rock and roll By himself became an iconic image For young males in the early 80s But watch it again in the context of the movie and you realise how funny it is. That's interesting because you were saying it wasn't a comedy. Cruise has always had a gift for physical comedy, though he uses these talents rarely. In this classic, he's alternately ambitious and underachieving, horny yet sheltered, driven yet lost, the ultimate teenager. So I thought that was quite interesting. And when he gets the chance to run run a brothel... (laughs) out of his parents' house. I don't think it was the chance to run a brothel. I think it was it happened to be circumstance, I think, that he had to, because he needed a lot of money quite quickly. Uh so run a run a brothel out of his parents' house while they're on vacation. It's both the ultimate in wish fulfillment and a nightmare waiting to happen. A hilarious sex comedy. Mm. I wouldn't say hilarious, a touching coming-of-age movie and a chance to see a young actor turn into a generation-defining movie star before your very eyes. So that's what Rolling Stone had to say about it. But I guess, you know, if, if you haven't seen it or if you have and you just want a quick kind of, like, overview, um, he's suffering, like, major anxiety about his future. He's a solid student, but he's not academically exceptional in any way. So his parents, you know... Go on a trip to visit an injured relative, leaving him alone. And then his friend Miles, who's played by Curtis Armstrong, um, is goaded to to look in back in the day when we had phones like with cords on them <laughs> in the house on a landline. <laughs> and back in the day when you had private adverts in papers. You remember newspapers by any chance? <laughs> Um, So, yeah, there's this advert for um, a prostitute, basically. And uh, (laughs) Miles calls the prostitute and it turns out to be a man dressed as a woman. um, And it's really not his thing at all. But then um, obviously he he says, well, I think you need my friend Lana. Um, And then he's like, oh, yeah, thanks. But no, thanks. It's fine. But then later on the next evening, he's, he's obviously getting a bit frisky and then calls her. And she comes round. Um, can I, can so I we just see...
0: interrupt for a moment? Synopsis. A par- couple of paragraphs. You know. Oh,
1: okay. Sorry. It's fine,
0: but it's all right. We can go through the whole movie. We can, we can. Okay.
1: All right. So she steals an egg, a crystal egg, while she's there. Um, so he needs to get that back. And then things happen as a result of all of that. Um, and uh, he ends up needing a lot of cash very quickly. So he sets up. Uh, The uh, brothel from his home Um, but he's also part of an entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurial Entrepreneurial. that's the one uh, group who because he's trying to get into like the Ivy League University uh, college Um, but he's not quite getting the marks and he's, he's thought it would be a really good idea to join this group and like you know try and get in that way showing a bit of initiative and stuff but um, it's actually quite funny because um, he ends up making loads of money. <laughs> but I think was it a desk memo that he originally came up with with his mate? Yeah, and it was just really <laughs> flashes. Crap idea. Yeah, flashes. really rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, he he ends up making a lot of money very quickly, um, and I think it's all about that kind of. I, I don't know why. I suppose we'll we'll talk about it later in the in the podcast, but um, that for me was a little bit funny. The, the, he's part of this entrepreneurial group, yet outside of it, he makes a, a massive load of money, and I don't. I, I think it's I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, come on. Really, that's it's, it's
0: like, yeah, it's like, that's yeah. the
2: message. I think of it. It's like that. Yeah, you can go to college for four years, yeah, and an Ivy League school, or you can just find something where you can make. What did he make? Like $8,000? eight
1: thousand. He, he came and out they, with eight thousand after it all. I think someone did all the figures and they said each of the there were fourteen ladies. Each of them made about three and a half thousand dollars. Um, and they must have slept with about 16 people each to come out with him making $8,000 at the end of it because he had $50 for everything, basically. Anyway.
3: The state of the map for that, they must have looked like a plasterer's radio. Oh,
1: God. (laughs) Dom, that's horrendous. (laughs)
0: It's great. I don't have to click the button because it stays under the radar. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, <laughs> so, I do want, I mean, later, I hope we talk about the ending. Oh, we're going to talk about it all. We're going to talk okay. about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's the whole point. That's what we do, Joe. But before we do that, um, I would like to just before we go into roll call, um, Amanda's done this one. <laughs>
2: so, uh,
1: who knows where this one goes? Yeah, I still
2: don't know if she liked it or not. She never said it
1: oh okay yeah, obviously i like the movie i picked
2: oh, it. okay
0: not like joe who's picked a movie that everybody's gonna hate including him so yeah thanks joe you're um, why yeah, have you done that we'll find out it revenge may get, it may get drawn out the hat <laughs> apparently it's revenge for me doing the breakfast club despite the fact that no no were, it's you not invi- it's a... you were invited onto that show no joe.
2: it's not no it was the cannonball run too i ended up watching the damn movie yeah, and then you're like, "Well, man," and I ended up watching about ten minutes of it, and we thought it was rubbish. We're not going to do it after I had already watched it. <laughs> it. That's called revenge. Well, when I
0: pick the film out of the hat, you're going to go. That is not consummate to the crime. It really isn't. Okay. You never so, know. You never know. Oh, I do. Anyway, um, right. Well, let's go into roll call. Here we go.
1: Roll call.
0: Far away, sweetheart. Over oh, it's me
1: already! Oh, it God. Is? hang on, oh, I'm gonna yeah. get me um thing ready. Hang on, oh. sauce, <laughs> the, uh, the professional. One thing, one thing I did notice doing my research: it was released August the fifth, nineteen eighty-three, in the U- U.S., but the UK release date was the twenty-third of March, nineteen eighty-four. That
2: happens? Yeah,
1: really? Yeah, mm-hmm. we had to wait a whole six months later
0: well it's like jaws Jaws is 75 that got released over for the summer blockbuster in the states we got it on boxing day (laughs) just just what you you know just what you want it's
1: not bad is it
0: freezing you behind off
2: um i think a lot of times what they'll do is like if it doesn't do well in the domestic or american audience they just won't release it oh that's
1: true yeah good call there get it straight
2: straight to straight to vhs
1: um,
0: yeah. I assume we're going to start with Tom Cruise. I've got to say, uh,
1: hang on, hang on, hang on, oh, Box office, box office takings, oh. sixty-three point five million dollars.
0: How much did it cost to make? Don't know. Okay.
1: I, I so it... Tom Cruise. Then we've already discussed. He's now sixty years old. So when he made this film, it was at, he was actually twenty. So he wasn't. How old do you have to be to go to college, Joe? Is it eighteen or is it sixteen?
2: Oh, it's like 18.
1: 18, right. Okay. So he was two years older than what he should have been, basically. Um, so, Tom Cruise, his movies really before that, that of any significance was obviously one that we've, uh, Charles and I have reviewed, Taps, which was I, in 1981. Love... Yeah, yeah. It was a good film. And a um, bit of trivia. Uh, they, uh, I think the director didn't necessarily warm to the idea of, him being in the role because he thought he was probably a bit too aggressive, a bit too violent for the role based on what he'd seen in taps. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, uh Tom Cruise, then roll call. I, I suspect you've all got something to chip in with. I haven't put loads of stuff. I've just put taps and Top Gun 1986. Cause obviously this, this movie is, has basically launched him into the, the bigger stratosphere and, and, you know, the massive, massive success that he's going to become.
0: Absolutely. Um, I would say Tom Cruise is, is is up there. Mel Gibson, Michael Douglas, you know, great, true movie stars. I wouldn't say he's a great actor. I'm not a big fan. He, he just is mm-hmm. pretty much pretty much one note, I would say. Unless, of course, you look at Magnolia, in which he is unbelievably good in that film. And certainly you go, wait a minute, Tom Cruise can act. Yes, I know. But for every "Born on the 4th of July, you've got Far and Away. You've got some mulch that people just go, go to watch. I still like Far and Away. Oh, nobody. Do
2: you like the accents, Joe? No, I would rather there have been authentic Irish people cast yes. in the movie. But I still <laughs> like Have he you met
1: Nicole Kidman? Yes.
0: Hadn't you he met her at the... Hadn't he met her at
2: no, the... I think yeah. it was Days of Thunder.
1: Days of Thunder, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Two Days of Thunder, Cold Trickle, it, it's, it's it's good. And you go to watch a Tom Cruise film to be entertained. You don't go watch it to see him play Hamlet. But he is a bona fide movie. He still is, and he always has been. Um, it's, um, it's, it's four times Oscar-nominated,
3: uh, And but it's interesting that you mention Magnolia, Charlie, because... That is one of his nominees, but the, the only time he got a nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and I agree, he was excellent in that film. But mm. it must be one of the strongest um, Best Supporting Actor shortlists in recent years, because the other nominees were Jude Law for The Talented Mr. Ripley, which I think is a brilliant performance, um, Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense, you know, which for a kid was wow. uh, yeah, mm. very good, Michael Clark Duncan for The Green Mile, a uh, very strong performance, oh, yeah. and the and the overall winner, who was Michael Caine for The Cider House Rules, which... Um, it's a wonderful film. Not you know not the sort of movie we would typically cover on this pod, but if you've not seen The Cider House Rules, I'd encourage you to watch it. I thought that was a okay, I've never
0: seen it. So yeah, I would. I've no, not
3: seen that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> is it the, about well, Cider?
3: The book bu- the book's great as well. Well, you know, it's, it's it's one to watch when you're in a in a mood for something above and beyond what we sort of films we talk about here and much as as wonderful as they are. But yeah, that's a hell of a short. list. Michael
0: Caine, Jude Moore, Emily John Lovett and uh Michael Clark Duncan. We disagreed over that. I remember when we when we were like Workmates. I think we disagreed about the talented Mr. Ripley because I just went, It's pretentious rubbish. Oh, and, a fantastic ju- film. We always yeah. loved it. And I was like, look at this. Gwyneth Paltrow, Jude Law, mate. I don't know what else you need to complete your bingo card on this. Soft warm lighting, then you know, Venice. Oh I was just like, Where what? <laughs> Palestine. Where's the beef? <laughs> Where's the beef?
2: I did want to say I agree and disagree with a couple of things that you said, Charlie. No, oh, well I, it, wouldn't I, be, it
0: wouldn't be it wouldn't be wouldn't be normality, would it, Joe, if it wasn't?
2: No, I agree. I can't see him playing Hamlet, but I disagree that he's a bad actor. I think he's a very good actor. And like Domin mentioned, he's been nominated for several of his roles. I felt that he deserved the Oscar more than Dustin Hoffman and Rain Man. Um, I mean, if you see that Dustin Hoffman, you know, again, it's a typical uh play a mentally handicapped character and i'll get an oscar forrest gump uh i am sam you know like all these they just have that thing but i think that tom cruise is very good in a lot of stuff color of money i thought he was good in there's he's i just think he's a good actor and i think what hurts him is that he's so good looking i think brad pitt is also like that too i think he's a very good actor but he's held back by how good looking he is
3: Bacon he, oh. he yeah I totally agree with Joe. I think that's a that's a brilliant yeah. point. Yeah, you had to mention Forest De Niro God.
1: though, because <clears throat> he's good looking that didn't really hold him back. Who's that? Robert De Niro.
2: Well, he gets all his awards. He's what is? Does he have two or three Oscars?
3: Three. Right, he's not in the five club, is he? I, th- I think the difference, Amanda, and you, you put me right here. If I'm talking nonsense, is that like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise are more pretty pretty boys, whereas you know perhaps Robert De Niro is more. Handsome, Classic. yeah, classically mm-hmm. handsome, a leading man, but um, mm. these are more sort of you know, born from the 80s and 90s, those those two,
1: yeah, mm. okay, there's too much talk about hot men, so
0: uh, well, all I'd say is cocktail is unadulterated fun, <laughs> and it's just uh, you just want to go back and you want something that's going to make you smile, keep you entertained, you know what's coming, cocktail. Top, uh, top. Top three cruise films, then go on, Charlie. Put you on the spot. Oh, lord. Uh, well, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, no, well, I don't know if it has to be in there. I mean, for sheer sheer entertainment, for, for that I, I wasn't expecting. Um, I, I would put Taps in there because I, I genuinely think his character is is dedicated, unhinged, and you know, mm. at the end has to complete the mission. I just think he's he's wonderful. So, am I arguing against myself already? Because yes, he did act he did act very well in that film so <laughs> just forget everything i said for the last 10 minutes it's fine but um performances i mean yeah magnolia i think would be up there just because of the change in his character from the start to you think he's this all-encompassing male you know egotistical misogynist and then at the end you go he's he's got this um yeah it's very poignant um i don't know if I could, I don't know if I can answer
2: that because it depends what Tom Cruise I'm in the mood for. He's good. Like even like the the Live Die Repeat, he was good in that one. And then what was oh, Oblivion? Uh, sorry,
0: you mean the Edge of Tomorrow, Joe?
2: Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. I was going to say that. Oh, I the thought yeah, I thought it was tomorrow. one of those
0: ones where the Americans called it something else, and
2: it was originally supposed to be called Live was Die it? Repeat. What they didn't it like. Okay. No, never was. <laughs> All right. But... I couldn't think of, I was going to say the day after tomorrow, and I'm like, I have a feeling that's not it, but thank you for correcting me, Edge of Tomorrow. yeah. And uh, Oblivion is also awesome. Oh. It, it's just he's a good action, uh, dramatic star, I would say. What about, would...
1: what about Tropic Thunder?
2: Yes. <laughs> that, that, that's one of my personal
3: favourite films, and his, his cameo in that is awesome. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, dear do you not did you say that sarcastically Amanda? Did you... no
1: i didn't
3: no okay i, 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 look, I quite like the movie
1: i, just, I, it
3: I, I do it's because it's, it's not that older film really is it it's certainly not as old as some of these movies we're talking about but there's no way that'd get made today um the character yeah. that plays the black guy uh sorry uh, black's up what's he called um, Junior. yeah yeah <laughs> and um jack black, uh, you know it's um hilarious and Tom Cruise, fair play. For somebody who does take himself a bit seriously off screen, You know, on screen, he doesn't
0: mind uh, putting in a performance like that. It's have been in stitches when I first saw it. See, Robert Downey Jr. gets asked about that and said, could you make that now? And he goes, yeah, I, could, I would make it now because it's satire. It's it's you know, it's, He didn't see it as trying to be offensive. He saw it as somebody that was so well-crafted to his art that he was willing to go the extra mile in order to complete it. And he's just like, so Robert Downey Jr. certainly not ashamed of him. I don't think anyone that was in Tropic Thunder is ashamed of Tropic Thunder. I just think, well, that's quite refreshing these days because usually they just throw it under the bus and go. I'm not what? sure that
3: not sure they're ashamed of it, but I think you try you make Tropic Thunder two these days and you become uh, cancelled social media pariahs. I mean, all under
1: the woke bus, yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's all right. I'm, I'm sure it's got a disclaimer on whatever streaming platform it's on. <laughs> don't don't watch this if you're like you know under twenty. Right, yeah. Um, uh,
1: are, we, are we done on Tom Cruise?
0: We are. We, we're going to have to speak. <laughs> this is a roll call that's going to go on for about an hour. Yeah. Okay. Um, we can DeMor- go quickly. Yeah.
1: Okay. Rebecca de Mornay. So she was twenty-four when this film was made and and released. So she was three to four years older than Tom Cruise. She actually lied about her age. So she was. She would get cast. Um, to appear younger, basically. Um, I haven't really got a lot about her, to be perfectly honest. Uh, she was in Runaway Train, played Sarah in 1985 with Eric Roberts and John Voight.
0: Eric Roberts, king King of the Street to dvd
1: The Hand That Rocks the Cradle, she played Peyton Flanders in 1992.
3: Well, she's um, good. She was good in that as well, yeah. That was yeah. a
1: good film, yeah. bit bit crazy, wasn't it? Uh, and she was um, in Wedding Crashers in 2005 with owen wilson and vince vaughan um and i didn't realize this but in 2012 she played the role of finch's mum in the movie american reunion where she portrayed an attractive older woman and love interest of stifler so it it's, wasn't just stifler's no, american... was getting all the action it was actually um
2: oh american pie reunion
1: yeah oh, yeah wow. I mean. um yeah so um and then from 2015 to 2019 she appeared in marvel's jessica jones as trish walker's abusive mother she's done other bits and bobs but um you know has anybody got anything to add to that
0: yes by dawn's early light it's a tv movie in 1990 um starring powers boot um she plays a uh, air force pilot Uh, basically a missile fires from turkey into a nuclear missile fires from turkey into russia it detonates and then it's like all about the american response and should it be because it's was it nato was it not and all this so yeah you could suppose you could bang it on now and just substitute different countries for whatever else but it stars she's she's remarkably good in it despite the fact that you think that she's just maybe just one note um but it's got james l jones in it and it's also got martin landau from space 1999 as president and i'm like thinking wow that's uh, that's pretty good. I I do remember it being being good, but in again, Dom, to Nick, your uh, uh continued a uh, uh, reference to it. If it was pointless, there's your pointless answer on Rebecca De Mornay. Nobody would get that. She didn't. She didn't have an illustrious career, did she? The only
3: one that you didn't the miss that I thought of uh, Amanda was backdraft, and that's a yeah, that, that oh, was a yeah. ma- m- middling hit, I think, at best in the early nineties. Mm. Who hmm.
1: was the it was the lead in that Kurt Russell. That was
0: it. Oh, and no, Robert I'm not, De Niro. Over
1: overly keen on him, actually.
0: And um, which Baldwin,
2: Billy, Billy Baldwin, Billy Baldwin. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think uh, the only thing I have to say about her, she had a really hot body. Yeah, and I'm not crazy about her face. Um, what? <laughs> it's all right. It's just she's average. not in
1: Glenn Close territory, though, is she?
2: No know um, that would have made more sense. You know, what she reminds me. She reminds me of Taylor Swift.
3: A little bit. Ooh. I I made that in my notes as I was watching the film. She looks like a Taylor Swift, yeah.
2: Oh Ooh, wow! Okay. Great minds think alike.
3: <laughs>
2: so where, 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 where,
0: where are they? Okay,
1: oh, right next then. Uh, yeah, right. let's get let's get to it. Joe Pantoliano, oh. he played Guido Guido the pimp. Yeah. Uh, He's appeared in over 150 films, television and stage productions. Yes. So he was actually in MASH. Did you know? Yes. Oh, I, I didn't know that. And
0: <laughs> The movie <laughs> or the TV series? We have covered Joe Pantoliano before on a previous podcast. TV
1: series. Yeah, TV.
0: Do you remember which one we covered? No. Joe, oh, he was the police chief in Running Scared.
1: Oh, no. Okay. So he's he's also been in Hill Street Blues, The Goonies, La Bamba, Empire of the Sun. I thought that was a band, but uh, okay. Uh, NYPD Blue, Memento, Bad Boys and its sequels. He starred as Cosmo Renfro in the thriller film The Fugitive and five years later in its spin-off thriller film US Marshals with three co-stars, Tommy Lee Jones, Daniel Robert and Latanya Richardson. And Caesar in the Wachowskis' dictatorial, de- you can tell I'm reading this. Debut Bound and played Cipher <laughs> in their second film, The Matrix, in 1999. Mm. Obviously, uh, that starred Keanu Reeves and um, Lawrence Fishburne and Carrie ann Moss. Um, uh, he was also in the Netflix series 2015 to 2018 in Sense Eight. Never heard of it. And. I recognise him as playing Ralphie from The Sopranos, um, in which he bought, uh, won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. Uh, did you know he was offered the role of Leo? Okay, 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 okay. In Lethal Weapon 2, but was forced to turn it down due to a conflict with the film of Blue Heat. Um, yes. Joe Pesci, obviously, <laughs> ultimately played the role in... Um, uh he uh yeah, that's it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> sits in his LA mansion with a bottle of whiskey going, Oh
1: god, <laughs> I could never lift
0: that down that I turned it down. Um he would have been really good in the He joke would out. have been. Yeah, he would.
2: They are very similar, I think, like with their voices, their accents.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, um,
1: anyone else got anything to add about Joe? His nickname's Joe Pants, by the way.
2: Yeah, Joe, Joey Pants. Hmm. <laughs> um no i i I think uh i i mostly remember him from the matrix and i thought he was great in that and the sopranos but yeah he's been in so many roles like you said like you'll always say it's like oh he's in this he's in that one too Mm. yeah yeah
1: okay next then curtis armstrong yay isn't isn't he a singer
0: that's curtis steigers
1: oh i'm sure there's a (laughs) anyway anyway okay (laughs) curtis armstrong American actor, singer and singer, best known for playing the role of Booger in the Revenge of the Nerds film. Oh,
0: look how you say it. Booger. Yeah. Yeah. No idea
1: who that is. Never seen him. Yeah. Herbert Viola and the TV series Moonlighting. No, I remember that. Yes. He was quite annoying in that. He was. Uh, Yeah. And uh, record producer Armit Ertegan in the film Ray, as well as for playing the role of Metatron on the TV series Supernatural. He's also known for providing his voice, because he's not a looker, is he, really, Uh, for such characters as, um, forgive me, I've never watched these, American Dad. So he plays Shmuley Snot Lonstein (laughs) and Maru in the animated film Planes, Fire and Rescue. In addition to portraying the title character on the animated TV series, Dan versus Mr. Mal-
2: no, it's Dan versus The World. I love that show.
1: Oh, okay. Never He's so good that. in that. Okay.
2: okay. I, well, I need to watch that.
1: Uh, he plays Robert... Robert. Robot Default on Robot and Monster. Uh, and... Oh, God. Why have these characters got such weird names? He plays the cockroach in Doom Patrol, if that means <laughs> anything for anyone. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: I think, I think I think you've done well to pad this out because really he's like essentially famous for being typecast and that that Revenge of the Nerds role defines him mm. I think and he's he's really struggled to break out of that um, and in fact uh, I think there's even a Simpsons reference to it in Bart Gets Famous season five episode twelve but I think I think he's notable for <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds franchise and the fact that he clearly got cast in this film um, that we watch in Risky Business because he's shorter than Tom Cruise so they actually mm. managed to find somebody who Tom Cruise would, would be able to tower over He's five over foot one were. isn't
1: he? I think. Yeah, yeah yeah No and seriously Tom's, I think. Tom's I think that's, five four five six something like
3: that I'm sure that's why he was cast because he was 30 in 1983 you know playing a high school student a very implausible high school student <laughs> Oh my god Yeah but his,
0: uh, his short wow. stature saved the day Oh okay. can, can we have a shout out I'm sorry we're missing the, missing the complete obvious here and um, Charles Demar in Better Off Dead. John Kusak yeah, John that. best friend, where he's got yeah. his where he's got his rolled up notes and he he's he's on top of the mountain and it's like going, This is snow, there's snow everywhere. <laughs> Just thinking he's he's so good in that film. And then you, obviously you should... one crazy summer a year later, yeah, where he plays Ak- Akak Raymond, who basically is into all the military stuff. It's he he's brilliant, and it it does it does annoy me that I found him so annoying in Moonlighting, and when Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd wanted to time off, and it was a Bert, Viola, and Agnes de Pesto episode. Oh God, they were awful. I mean, mm. really, really bad. But mm. then you'd always go back to Revenge of the Nerds or something like that, and go, "He is. He's he's very talented." So I'm glad that I've got some recommendations to uh, to go and see some more stuff that that I should. Great, absolutely. More Curtis Armstrong. Definitely.
1: Okay, right, let's move on. Bronson yeah. Pinchot. Pinchot? I don't know. how to pronounce his name? Pinchot?
0: Bronson Pinchot.
1: Okay. Best best known. Again, no idea. Never seen it. Playing uh on the ABC sitcom Perfect Strangers from nineteen eighty six mm. to ninety three. Uh obviously in this film uh beverly hills cop he was in after hours true Can I romance. to make you
0: an espresso i'll make it myself it's very nice the rest of... oh
1: that's him yes oh okay uh beverly hills cop three stephen king's the oh, we don't Lung- talk about that like langolias is that uh, langolias oh there we go see i've never seen that either this is like a, 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 a compendium of films I've ne- and TV series I've never. If seen. you
0: expected roll call to be anything other than what this is, based on listening to this podcast, Amanda, then you're in the wrong place.
1: Okay, it uh, was also in "It's My Party," "Courage Under Fire," and "The First Wives Club," and in TV series uh, "Lois and Clark: The New Adventures of Superman," which I know you liked, Charles. Yeah, you fancied what was the what was the name?
0: Well, uh, Terry Hatcher.
1: No, Terry Acher. I quite liked it was well, there
0: the you go, something for everyone. It was the Dean, guy
2: Dean Kane.
1: Dean Kane. Oh yeah, he was quite saucy. Um <laughs> oh god, I'm showing me age again. Um he was also in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Uh in 2012, he started his own reality series, The Bronson Pin Show Project on the DIY network. I
2: thought you were <laughs> talking about Dean Kane.
1: No. <laughs> um so he's worked extensively as an audiobook narrator. narrator. Uh, so he's okay. done lo- lots of stuff, stuff I've never even heard of. Um, anything got any? Did, didn't got the DIY
0: stuff? channel have um, Vanilla Rice's home renovations on it? <laughs> that was that was quite a, that was quite an entertaining show. I must say, it was actually was...
1: quite a good show. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah. enjoyed watching that.
0: I never knew he had skills apart from rapping.
1: Well, I forget, I,
2: I think his breakout hit was Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. And then they gave him the uh, role of Balky and um, Perfect which, Strangers, which is great. Ian. But I, I always thought he was foreign. That's how good he was. Mm. And it's just so odd to see him speaking perfect English.
0: Mm. Yes, Mr. Axel Foley's here. A- Axel A- Ahmed. Ach- oh, and he's just amazing. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. Like, the Richard, Masur, at
1: Richard started Mr. Richard, starred Rutherford. Uh,
0: yes, in The Thing, of course, if you remember uh, him in The Thing.
1: Yeah, so he's been in more than 80 films, but most of them I'd never heard of at all. Hmm. Uh, uh, he's best known for playing David Kane on One Day at a Time, Nick Lobo on Rhoda, Clark in The Thing, Stanley Uris in the miniseries It, and Edward Al Al Moore on Younger. So Who's that
2: the father?
0: The guy, the Princeton. The, the Princeton Admissions guy.
2: Oh, the Princeton admissions guy, okay. Yeah.
1: So that that's it as far as people. Have you got anything on his parents, babe?
0: Uh yes, I've got one. Nicholas Pryor plays his dad, was also the dad of Robert Downey Jr. in Lesson Zero, which is amazing. And you need to go watch that if you've not watched it, and then go and listen to our podcast, of course. Uh, he was in Halloween Kills. Joe, he was in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Really? Yeah, he played Osnick, And I'm like, I I don't remember. Then he was in a TV series. Now, normally when you look at actors in TV series, you go, yeah, well, they had 50 episodes. Yeah, obviously did really well. Joe, you're going to have to help me out here. He made 347 appearances in a TV show called Port Charles.
2: Port Charles was a spinoff of General Hospital. It was a soap opera.
0: Okay. But he was in 347 of them. So he was obviously... He's just a
2: glorified extra as far as I'm concerned.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Aw. Anyway, I didn't have anything for the mum, but I think that's it probably for Roll Call. Yeah.
1: So that's Roll Call then.
0: Right. Okay. Um, Can I just kick start this by... When I started watching the film and you saw his dream, um, I went, is he going into Ferris's house? By any chance, because it looked like it looked like Ferris's drive. It looked like Ferris's house. It turns out that Ferris's house in, re- in real life is just around the corner. Oh, really? Uh, and I just went, th- th- that's too familiar. There's something going on here. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, I did like the, the dream. I didn't know it would go that far.
2: Uh, I always had that dream, too, still.
1: <laughs> what, his dream?
2: What? Yeah. The long shower corridor. Oh no no the part of not uh, studying for a test or being late for an exam. Oh, you
1: miss out the the rude stuff at the beginning. Yeah, the other stuff. Yeah, straight no. into the late for the test. Yeah, you don't yeah. have
0: dreams like that, Joe. Yeah, we understand. That's fine. That's all right. Uh... Tom, strong opening or? <laughs> yeah, it's
3: a bit of a cynical opening, I think, luring in the male audience with the TNA in the first couple of minutes. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It just, um, it does set the scene, I suppose. And just that, that suburban American mansion, you talk about Ferris Bueller, but there's also Home Alone. And, um, you know, there must be this Long on in Chicago suburbs somewhere where all these millionaires live and they film all these films because it looks, yeah, it looks, looks beautiful.
1: Yeah. Uncle Buck as well. Please. Don't
2: ever go to Chicago. Trust me. <laughs> oh, Joe. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. Look it up. Um, the one thing that bothered me about that scene is that they had Tom, Crow- Tom Cruise's voice in that girl's body. That always bothers me because it just ruins the scene for me.
0: Ruins it in, in, in what way? Because yeah. you
2: know. she sounds like a dude.
0: <laughs> just Puts him off his stroke. It. Yeah, he, yes, he's, he's pressed that mute button so many I'll times. I'll try that next time. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, next time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, get you.
1: Oh, I've started it so many times, just haven't got to the finish. <laughs>
0: um what I don't what I don't what I don't get is that you move after that and you you see them all together for the first time. You see Curtis Armstrong and Bronson Pinchot, you see them all together. They dress pretty cool. Why does Tom Cruise dress as I put he wears preppy clothes yeah. and, and rides a racer? He's probably the least cool guy out of that group despite the fact he's the best looking, but he's the least cool guy out of the group.
1: Well, hang on, hang, on, hang on. Because uh, what was the film we watched with... Uh, this is going to be one of those moments again, sorry. Um, it's the film with Robert Downey Jr. with the guy who is dealing drugs.
0: Lester zero. James Spader was the drug James dealer.
1: Spader. You see, James Spader's preppy. A little bit preppy. Why? Well, I think
2: I mean, <laughs> speaking as for as an American. Oh, you go, Charlie. And I'll no,
0: no, 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 no. I'm I'm just silent in disbelief.
2: After you, Joe. No, I'm saying, speaking as an American, there were a lot of people. Just because, like, your friends would dress cool doesn't necessarily mean that you all your friends would dress cool. Some would dress as preppy or yuppie or whatever, like he did, and he had more money, definitely, I would hmm. say, than they did.
1: Uh, I think his dad probably expected him to be turned out a certain way as well, wasn't he?
2: Yeah, they were very strict.
1: He, they had high expectations academically of him, and he was a bit scared to actually tell them I've not done particularly well. Uh, but how he got away with this sort of escapade the whole movie, I've no idea. Uh, yeah, it's hard to believe.
0: I've just got to bring it back. James Spader. James Spader's white suit in Pretty and Pink was more Don Johnson than Preppy.
1: No, he's got a certain style, though. It's very similar. Do
0: you know what? It's always cool. It's he—he oh, he, he exists. His resting face is cool, and I then know he turns it on.
1: James Spader. I do. But, I I'm definitely
0: man crush on I'm James only Spader. I'm making a point. True. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's move on. So, uh, I think the, the the family dynamic as well was one of those would you call it cliched that, you know, the dad is, you know, very um, controlling and the mum's very, oh, don't worry about your dad type thing. And it just seems. That... We
1: trust you. Yeah. 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 Usually she's she's controlling do. too.
2: Do you think so? I think they're both controlling. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, cause you know, she let him have it like kind of that. She was disappointed that her egg was had a crack in it.
0: Mm. Oh, uh, uh, speaking of the egg. It's one of those things where it, it focuses... Sorry, the light's getting... I'm going to have to move a bit because the light's getting in my face. Um, When they focus on the egg and the camera goes in onto the egg, I was expecting the film to turn into vice versa, that somebody... Tom Cruise is going to put his hand on it and somebody else is going to... Well, Rebecca De Mornay, and they're going to switch bodies and it's going to be a body switch because it just felt like it just had an ornament because all of the body swap thing had a thing that they they touched... At both at the same time, and that's how their body swapped. If his
1: character swapped bodies with Rebecca De Mornay, he wouldn't have come out of the bedroom.
0: Yeah, he'd never leave the house. <laughs> well, neither neither would she, I suppose. I don't oh, know. Would. Well, she would. Well, okay, how would that work? She was a
1: prostitute, for God's sake.
0: Yeah, but she's in Tom Cruise's body. Yeah. Well, Tom Cruise is not coming oh. out of his room because he's Re- Rebecca De Mornay now, and Rebecca De Mornay's got Tom Cruise in her head going... I guess I have to go out and earn some money. But then he's going, but I'm heterosexual.
2: They I'll would be both rare. be very sore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for different reasons, Joe.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Oh my God, where's this going?
0: Crikey. Anyway, yeah, I just thought that when he <laughs> zooms it in, it's like plot point. It was like a big red alert thing for you. Just to why let you know. Would she, why would you
1: go automatically go to that crystal egg thing? Well,
0: because it looks expensive.
1: There's plenty of other stuff.
2: She was a bitch in in this movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't understand why. I mean, yeah, she was attractive and all that, but still she she kind of turned me off throughout the whole movie. She could have been a little nicer. Mm. Mm. I didn't have any sympathy for her.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, obviously with the the line from a mum, use your best judgment... Um, you then from there it cuts to the the iconic bit, obviously the um, the Bob Seger all time rock and roll. Now, even well, if I, I don't
1: understand, is right after he's done that, well, is that before or after? He's like, no, it's before, isn't it? His, his dad has basically told him about how to use the equalizer and he'd put the bass up. He said, no, we don't do that, you know, it stays yeah, at yeah. this level anyway. He whacks it up and he sticks his tunes on. Has a few bevies, gets the old whiskey out or whatever, ready right to the drinks cabinet, then takes the car for a spin. What the hell's that about? You don't do that after a few bevies.
0: That's real, or is though. Is that normal? Yeah, in I was going to say that's America, isn't it? It's just uh, I was talking about this yesterday with, I went out to Birmingham with some friends and I went, America doesn't, when I went to Richmond, Virginia, and I talked <laughs> yeah. about taxis. They had one. Ta- Do you remember that? I asked. They have a taxi firm. They go. No, no, no. Not one taxi firm. One taxi. Uh, I thought. I thought you were going to tell the story of that um, petrol station near our work, where everyone used to go
3: drinking at the petrol station and uh, just uh, you know get get tanked up at you know at the garage, fill up the cars and drive off. Yeah, it's it'd be totally illegal in this country,
0: but yeah, uh, over there it was fine. It's totally. It's still totally illegal over there, but everybody does it.
2: Yeah, and. We've done that too, like where we take cars out into the parking lot and spin around and around with it. I mean, everything that he did, I've done before with my friends.
1: You've been doing donuts in the car park, Jack. Yes. <laughs> Those poor tires. With,
2: with, with uh, his parents' car. Wow. Well,
1: um,
2: While they were away.
1: <laughs> oh!
2: <laughs> well,
1: when I was... <laughs>
0: Uh, i did make a movie of my uh the, the escapades in a house party that went badly wrong um but it wasn't this one that i want to tell a story about my parents used to as well as putting money in my pocket sending me off to newcastle random when i started college they also went they said you're 17 now so you can now look after the house it's all yours we're going away for two weeks and they went away for two weeks in the summer two weeks at, uh, at christmas they went away as soon as the school holidays and they went, chuck me the keys. Here's some money. We stock the freezer, all yours. Jeez. And so the first time that I had that, I went, what should I do? And I had a party and I invited about 30 people. And we had the first of many parties that we had. The one that I probably remember that, well, actually probably remember, but don't remember in certain parts is that we went down to the local pub and somebody had got wind that I was having a party. So, I got back, met people coming away from the house in three lorry loads, three, like, you know, pickup truck type things in the back. And there was 30 of them. And we were going the other way. And they went, all right, Charles. Yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah. You having a party tonight? No, 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 no. I've just got 25 people with me. That's no, no, no. I'm not having a party. Anyway, they dis- I get to the house. Somebody challenged me to drink half a bottle of scotch, which I do in one go. And then end up going to bed <laughs> because it's bad. This is at my <laughs> at my own party. Next thing I know, door comes bursting open. There's 40 people outside now. They're all trying to get in because we lived upstairs. They were forming human ladders to try and get into <laughs> the top of the house, right? And they were just repelling them. People were doing like tomato ketchup. Was it was it like, like a
1: scene from the Muppets. Like was a castle
0: have... battlements. It was Muppet like ladder. because they couldn't get up to the side of the house where the where the stairs were. Anyway, my friend goes. What should I do? Uh, I said, well, I don't know. And he said, you should phone the police. And I went, oh, he said, it's mayhem out there, honestly. Phone the police. So instead of dialing up the local the local, <laughs> local police station, going, yes, I'd just like to report there's something else. He picks up the phone, dials 999, gets the two cars doing the, uh, the bypass, doing the speed checks on the bypass. They get a riot van from, from Shrewsbury to turn up at my house. <laughs> Meanwhile, somebody shouts out at the top, well, you better F off because otherwise you're going to be done by the police. They scarper and they scatter. The next thing that I know, I don't know this is going on. I'm a, I'm like semi-comatose and asleep. Is when they get me up and go, the police are outside and they want to have a word with you. And I went and I looked and I looked in the driveway, van, two cars. And I'm just like, oh God. And I remember them coming up the stairs. I said, Somebody, can somebody sober me up? Because I, 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 I can't really talk. And they kept slapping me around the face. And then the police went, Yes, Mr. Hunter. Mr. Hunter, can we speak to Mr. Hunter? And they were like, Yeah, is, is there anyone in this house that shouldn't be here? And I went, Uh, I think everyone's inside that should be. Thank you very much, officer. You know, you're eight at this point, I think it was 18, because we'd had but a few. Um, and I just went, Yeah, I'm really sorry, officer, you know, this. Right, we're we'll just going to check the rooms. Check my mum and dad's room. There's four of them in there having hanky Sex? panky, shall I say? Jeez. Yes. Yeah. Four of them in my mum and dad's room. They can't get the the other door open, the the, the toilet. And I'm like, I don't know who's in there because everyone else is accounted for, but there's somebody in the toilet. Well, we'll leave you to sort that out. Bam, 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 bang. They went upstairs, but they went. Didn't say, you know, he wasted police time. We managed to get the toilet door open, and a guy that we don't didn't know was in there, but he'd been sick on the ceiling in fact everywhere but the toilet oh for god's sake right so do you know what i could i could go on i could do a spin-off <laughs> a spin-off podcast just just on this i would like to say that we redecorated the house three times um because of things that, that happened in not the house. that week no not that week o- over the course of two years
1: oh for god's sake
0: um can you we... break
1: a glass thingy
0: yeah, so we, we broke a glass pane and I had to pretend that I got up in the middle of the night and I'd I slipped and i pushed one of these statue things into it and that's why I had to replace it. Dad comes back, comes up the stairs and then goes, that's not a pane of glass. That's not." The first thing he says, not, hi, Charles, how's everything going? He goes, that's not, yeah, it is, it's the egg. That's not the pane of glass. And we'd searched everywhere <laughs> for that piece of glass to get it as close as we possibly could. Do you know what he did? He unpacked his bag he went downstairs he went to the went to the shed he came back upstairs and he went with a pair of goggles and he went right and he lump hammered the whole the whole side down and now i've been um
1: praised praised because you, yeah. your parents was, live in an upside down house so the yeah, land yeah. upstairs because so, of the views and stuff yes so this was a staircase going up to area. yeah so and, and had,
0: it was all panelled yeah. with glass yeah, panels with glass, he had a dining room, and then he went right. through to the to the lounge. Well, because he took a lump hammer to all this, because he couldn't have that one pane of glass that looked different from anything else, I've been credited with saying, you made the house so much better, because when you come upstairs, it's now open plan. And I was like, yeah. And to this day, he goes, you didn't trip over the dog, did you? And I went, I did, Dad. I did. I tripped over the dog. Has he
2: never told him the truth?
0: I think he knows the truth. We, we've <laughs> joked about it so many He's times. He's never going to
1: listen to the podcast. So
0: oh, he might be. He might be an avid, avid listener. I don't think he would. I get a phone that call. Bastard.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you know my dad. <laughs> so,
3: so I didn't realize how many parallels there were between this film and your early life, Charles. Because yes. there, was, there was also that time that you ordered a big black transsexual uh, escort to your house, wasn't <laughs> there, uh, do, do you want to share with our listeners what happened on that night?
0: No, that wasn't that. that Sent wasn't him that
3: away. One. We
1: I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. The I
0: yeah. There was somebody, I, okay, one thing I'm not proud of, and then we'll finish this, because otherwise we can just keep going One on.
1: thing you're not proud of.
0: <laughs> one, one thing that I can remember that I'm not proud of on that particular day is we were trying to get everybody together for a party, but one of them wouldn't come, and he was staying at his house, which was about four miles away. And I went, um, uh, why are you not coming? Oh, no, I'm not coming, I'm busy, I'm busy. No, 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 you need to come. Otherwise, we'll Spencer you. Spencer was the name of our dog. And if you fell asleep at parties, this is where I might have to bit talk carefully. Otherwise, I'm going to have to click that explicit button. But you would lift if somebody fell asleep with the mouth open. You would lift Spencer, and you no. would, yes, no. and you put parts of Spencer into the mouth, and that would be called you'd been Spencered.
2: Oh, what's wrong with you guys?
0: Okay, but Joe, Joe. Joe, what comes what comes next is is probably a bit tamer. But we called the taxi. And we put Spencer in the taxi and sent it to his house. <laughs> and so he, he rang us back. And he goes, "Why is your dog here?" He said, "Ah, you've been spencered, remote spencering." <laughs> and he had to look after the dog for the night because <laughs> we all started getting drunk. And we couldn't, we couldn't get Spencer till the next day. Anyway, there we go. God. Yes, there are parallels. So let's get back to the film. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know where to pick up from now.
0: <laughs> well, he, he, the black, the uh, the black transsexual. Let's let's go yeah,
1: from there. we're in it. It was still at the start. God, I know
0: we need to. We need to. Oh God, we've got about well, twenty-five minutes left.
1: Lana turns up. She's obviously uh, a prostitute, um, and it, I didn't quite understand whether this was a dream sequence or if it was actually real because it looked very dreamy, sequency. The fact that she just turns up, knocks the door walks around finds yeah. an open door walks in puts the bag down walks over you know it's
2: it's funny when i first saw it i thought it was an ugly black woman i didn't think it was a guy
1: no oh, i meant Lana. Okay.
0: Oh, oh no we've got yeah yeah
2: oh we've gone past that today.
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, literally- yeah. <laughs> well you can stick with your black if you wanna, if you like. if
0: we, we can talk about that joe if you want
2: i'm just saying i, I thought it was it was a girl Oh okay. Just not very ugly. I mean just not very pretty.
1: Uh, well there are some like that out there. Um the um yeah so the whole kind of having sex sequence with yeah, his, this, this losing pretty, his virginity um moment is actually realistic. Dreamy isn't
3: that? it? Uh, unrealistic. There's no 17 year old lad who's losing it for the first time with a woman that beautiful the french door's not open
1: because <laughs> it starts to get windy doesn't it and all the leaves blow in you're like oh no this can't be real this is a dream sequence and then it's like oh, actually no it's not because then they're like when he said the f word then they're they're having sex like in multiple areas of the house afterwards and you're like yeah, and- oh, okay
3: and it doesn't last 15 seconds and end up in a, little, a very awkward moment where he has to pay her $300 uh, and she leaves the house five minutes after she entered it, which is, obviously, not speaking from personal experience here, but um, what would actually happen in that situation, yeah.
0: It, it turns out to be some...
1: Well, she'd payment first.
0: <laughs> it'd be like it'd be like weird science where they're in the shower with their, their shorts on and their, their shoes and socks <laughs> it'd be like that's what it would be like in reality but no Tom Cruise's is this Lothario um, where they they're on the stairs they're everywhere they're like they are Mickey Rourke in Nine and a Half Weeks hmm mm.
1: is that ex- so I'm not obviously a guy but I, and I never had that sort of sequence of events as a girl Uh, is Being able to have sex multiple times in the night when you're supposedly a 17 18 year old boy, realistic
3: that that bit's fine. The recovery is phenomenal at that age, isn't it? It's just the duration, yeah. Yeah.
2: I have breaking news for you, lady. It's realistic now. (laughs) Oh, Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I'll just leave it at that,
1: okay. I, I'm not sure I should
0: admit this, but... Well, thanks I,
1: for sharing that. I had, a record, um, I
0: had a record. Seven in one day. Seven so what? Seven dalliances. Ladies? Yeah. No, not seven. The same the same woman.
1: Seven times in one yeah. day? not
0: confess <laughs> that on your podcast. Well, God,
1: where did Charles go? Oh.
0: <laughs> Careful, we'll get Dr. Phil out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think think that, yeah,
2: you beat me. <laughs>
0: But that's that from Joe. Sounds as if he wasn't far off.
2: No, it was about like about five times. Okay.
1: Well, obviously, it's different for ladies. <clears throat> well,
3: my daughter just walked into the room uh, to bring me a beer, so we'll just pause that <laughs> conversation for a minute. <laughs> but thanks for the beer. Yeah, thanks for the beer. I need need a stiff drink after hearing this conversation. i uh,
1: <laughs> both. I've only got my protein shake.
2: Oh, I, I mean, I can't even say this story. I'll have to tell you guys. It's, it's so funny. Oh, it, it oh, is you hysterical.
1: Can't do that. Come on, come on.
0: Come on, you gotta tell. You, you gotta be quick though. But yeah. All right. Well, I'll try to be. All right. <laughs> That's so what she said.
2: So I had an apartment in Tampa. So anyway, I knew this girl from work, and you know, we had sex like at my place. My neighbor was from France, and he was below me, and he was the biggest pervert. And his wife was a, a stripper at, at Mons Venus, which is like this big strip strip place over in Tampa.
1: Was it Texas or not?
2: Um, it was the most it's it's probably it, it's supposed to be like the most popular strip joint in all the world. People come from all around the world to go to this one place in Tampa. Okay.
3: And the uh, the French guy was a pervert, you say, Joe? He was a big pervert. He used to have sweatpants him. that would have
2: naked women on the side instead of pinstripes. <laughs> oh, God. No, but what he was doing, like, uh, so, you know, we ended up doing our stuff and all that, meeting the girl. And so, like, the next day, uh, he was always pushing me to have a menage a trois with him and his wife, you know? And he goes, Oh, it'd be so beautiful to have a menage à toi. And he goes, But well, don't worry, it won't be me and you, just uh, me and you against my wife. And he goes, But I tell you right now, if I feel even this touch of your fingernail, it is over. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so uh, he used uh, to, and he was always pushing as he goes, Oh, the tonight would be such a great night for the menage à toi. Don't you think, Joe? It's like, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know about this. And <laughs> how old were you? Uh, I was like probably around forty. Well,
0: okay. Know? Oh, okay. Ooh, okay. So,
2: so anyway, so the girl calls me up the next day, and she's like, she goes, "Oh, it was, I had such a great time." She goes, "I can't believe you know how many times we did it." And I says, "She goes like," and she asked me, she goes, "Like you want Viagra?" And I was like, "No." And so I said, just wait, she goes, will you marry me? You know? And I said, uh, no. And she goes, you're my, because you're my energizer bunny. You know? Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, and I was getting, but what happens? So the funny part is like, so as soon as I hang up with her, the French guy calls me up and he goes, Joe, I guess I was wondering, would you like to take a trip with me and my friend to their Home Depot? I have to return some nails that they bought that they don't like. And I was like, all right, so we're, uh, we're on our way to home Depot and the guy goes, he goes, Oh Joe, I know I mentioned this a at a so many times to you. And he goes, but I know why you don't want to do it because you know, you would be embarrassed of, of me because I am not like you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, uh, I says, well, I, I don't know about that. Uh, Frank, his name was Frank. Oh, I says, don't worry about it. And, uh, And so he's quiet for a second and he says, I cannot hold it in anymore. I have bugged your phone. I listened to your conversation. He goes, I know what you are like. I heard your girlfriend say what she said. We must have Al Jatoa. And uh, I I said, really? You bugged my phone? (laughs) He bugged my phone, yeah. Wow. Wow. He was listening to our phone conversations and... uh, and Did you goes,
1: report P-. him to the police? Nah,
2: I didn't care, you know I just like, I would say if if Frank is listening he's a jackass, or I'd say like worse <laughs> you know <laughs> every time I would use the phone after that, but um, wow. yeah that was my story uh, you know we never, well, anyway Tom,
1: any confessions? Most... Yeah, it's it's me, Bobby,
3: yeah. Hey, I mean, you know well, I think we should keep up my powder dry for, for my pod. This has taken us in some interesting turns, Amanda. Doing risky business. Um, <laughs> well,
0: there you go. You see. Do well, you know when we do the draw, it may be you. It may be you this this well next time. Um, wow. what, what I don't understand is the next day he only has fifty dollars and he has to get three hundred and he goes to cash in the bond. He leaves her in the house.
1: I oh, know that's mental. You wouldn't do that. Very
2: stupid.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So he gets back. She's nicked, she's nicked the stone. Um, the, egg. She, for, the egg. Sorry, I, do, I keep thinking it's the vice versa stone. but Yeah. Okay. But um, yeah, and then follows her to the hotel. Um, that's where she we first meet Joe Pantoliano, who chases him, and he's in mm. the Porsche. Um, yeah, but back at, when they get back at home, they're like boyfriend girlfriend. It's like mm. really so. And this is why this is why I don't know what the film wants to be. Is it drama? Because it started off as. Boy alone in that in the house, as he said, Dom, an adult home alone.
1: Um, and it... I think he's just very naive. He doesn't know how to how to act. You know, it's his first sexual encounter, proper, <laughs> sexual encounter. And she's, I would say, she actually is older than him in the movie as well, because yeah. she seems far more experienced, just from a business and sort of, you know, a bit worldly, basically. He's,
3: he's just—he's lucky. The only thing she steals is that egg. He—he's lucky the locks aren't changing. She's turned it into a crack den when he's uh mm. when he's gone, I think. Um, and and then he somehow manages to pull off a reconciliation, doesn't he? Uh, mm. And there's that whole Porsche chase scene that comes up. Um, yeah. And after all that, he chooses to go to school the next day, despite what's on offer at home. I think there's no 17-year-old <laughs> man in the world who would make that decision. It's, oh, I've got to go to my classes, I'm afraid. But he has an exam, doesn't he?
1: <laughs> and he needs to get the um, needs to get the exam passed. Well, well it's say.
2: like E.T., you know? Well, yeah, I mean, he <laughs> did stay home from school, Elliot. That's right. <laughs> no, but didn't he go, like, with the frogs, and, and then he got all kind of drunk as E.T. was drinking? So he did yes. go to school.
0: So he yes, went to he did. Yeah, he went to school, yeah.
2: Um, I think that Tom Cruise's character was naive.
0: Mm-hmm. He was
2: probably very sheltered, because, and he was yeah. also intimidated by his parents. His friends were having sex all the time because mm-hmm. they had more confidence in him. But for some reason, I guess his parents were always talked down to him. He had less confidence. So that's why he's so shy, even though he's so good-looking amongst the women that he meets. Mm. And I think that she's younger, but she's more life-experienced. Like she ran away from home, you know, probably earlier, but she's been doing this for a while. So she, because she does look pretty young. I mean, I would say.
1: Oh, I thought she did look older than him. Yeah, I thought so. I thought yeah, so
2: too. I did. I, anyway. know, I, didn't, I didn't get that.
1: But then you've
0: got the whole thing just moving things along a bit. You know, Joel Joel ends up standing up to to to, to um, Guido the uh, Guido the pimp, and you like. It that'd never happen. He he would be he would just be so scared. But he feels like he's probably he's standing up for Rebecca De Mornay because obviously he has feelings for her. But meanwhile, she's robbed him, and she still hasn't returned. At this point, she still hasn't returned the the crystal crystal skull or whatever
2: the crystal skull. <laughs> the <egg>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the egg crystal egg. Um. So yeah, it's it's weird. And when he's fighting with the with the, with the with the pimp on the lawn and all the kids are there, all of this stuff is going on. And what, the neighbours don't buy an eyelid? Don't know what's going on?
1: Yeah, it's weird. Don't it?
0: hear it's going on? The kids don't turn up and go, we're going to tell your parents when they get back. Right? None of that. They just, basically, everybody knows that this stuff is going on, especially the end scene where all the cars and everything are there. And... Nobody, nobody says a thing. Hmm. I was always worried. In fact, I was worried that whenever I had my parties, that next door, next door especially, took so much messing. I was about to say something else from our parties, and there were things I had to go around and apologise every single time. I had to apologise on the night sometimes, and yeah, I,
2: but nothing in this film. He can do whatever he
0: likes. Yeah, I know, but at least it has some sort of, you know. You know, but we
2: Would listen. we want to see that? Would we want to see the neighbors knock on the door, like give us like 10 more minutes and say, you know, this is a very exclusive neighborhood and your son had a party and a bunch of low lowlifes were here and we think prostitutes were there. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, no. No, no.
0: no, I want one of the neighbors to go up to the house in classic 80s movie style to go in there, opens the door and somebody grabs his tie and pulls him in and next thing he knows he gets a... He gets, Five five I was about to say five five, five minutes of pleasure and then he's off and, and then he's out.
2: But that's what that guy from Princeton was there for. Well that's yeah, but that's yeah. Ooh.
0: But you know, little minor things like that, they're eating ice cream by this by this desolate harbour together. And I'm like, where'd they get their oh, ice cream Oh that's when from? they go and
1: get stoned, isn't it? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but where'd they get the ice cream from? I mean, it's not like <laughs> you buy <laughs> like, the house. Uh, what
2: at ten, o-
0: ten o'clock at night? Yeah, you can. And it's still be in that situation. It's still be in that state when they've driven down to their desolate harbour. Don't forget
3: this is America, not Britain, where admittedly everything would have shut at five o'clock yeah. in the evening. <laughs> you know, this is
2: uh... No, they would go down like probably a, like a main street and ice cream parlor would still be open. Right. That ice cream. So or Rebecca DeMorley's
0: in... in the passenger seat like this, hold holding it, go, don't get the ice cream on the porch.
2: Well, I don't think she'd be doing that. <laughs>
0: Okay, it's so she's driving seat. and he's anyway, holding it. Goes, right it's, running, it's running down my yeah. hands.
3: <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't be the first time she'd have both fists full with things running down her hands, <laughs> would it eh? say?
2: <laughs> and dripping.
1: Oh, no. Anyway. <laughs> her, <laughs> she, my, gets my, bag, she gets her bag out the car. It
2: shifts the gear
1: stick. Yeah, did did she do
2: that on purpose? No. 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 I, uh, that's my big question for the whole movie. Was this a complete setup? Even at the end. Like, was she involved with What would happen at the end? You know, like where...
1: Oh, when the house was told... robbed? Yeah. Yeah, I think she was.
2: I, I think she was, too. And I think it's kind of like... Because for years, I, I wasn't sure. You know, I thought, well, she probably learned that, well, this is what we're going to do to him. We're going to steal all his furniture and we're going to get all the money from him. And then she's like, I don't want any part of this. And she leaves. That's what I always thought. But I think it's more like, a fable of like the, the scorpion and the frog where the scorpion asks and can you take me over the, you <laughs> yeah. know, to, to the little lake and he goes but well, you'll sting me and he's like no i won't And he goes, then i'll drown but he stings him anyway and he says well, why'd you do it now i'm gonna we're gonna both die and he says well because i'm a scorpion and i think that that's what <laughs> she is you know yeah, yeah she's this is the life that she's decided even though she can have sex with him and enjoy it She's still going to screw over men whenever she has the opportunity to.
1: Hmm.
0: But why does she stay with him? And act I
1: like don't think it was her idea, thing? though, to, to screw him over. I think she had to do it because Guido was a pimp and he wanted the money. Mm. So he awesome. saw what was going on and he, he basically said, you've got to do this or, you know, you'll be holding to me forever. Whatever. Anyway. Um, so, after that uh, the scene, car, the,
0: the, the car goes for a dip, yeah. The That's...
1: car rolls down the hill, ends up in Lake Michigan.
0: Mm. Ferris Bueller's house, car gets totaled, uh, he's got his best friend with him. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I can see where this is going. Um, but, yeah, uh, uh, the nurse, can we talk about the nurse that ends his his academic career?
1: Yeah, he basically yeah. gets suspended because he's late yeah. school. yeah. Which yeah. basically
0: means he's funked. Yeah, but he's not
1: going to get into his Ivy Leagues.
0: But then it moves to the house, and then we've got the, uh, the friends' the night.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> as I say, the, as you said, um, Dom, there's some sore, some sore people coming after that the next day. <clears throat> yeah,
3: that, what, what do we all think of that? Because I guess that's the crux of the movie, isn't it? Um, the, all, all these spent. Women, um after the you know the next morning, been rogered more times than a coppers radio. But they've dropped, dropped more boxes than Mike Tyson. Seen more bare asses bar. than the wow. copper's torch. They've they've cocked more. <laughs> they've been cocked more times than John Wayne's pistol.
1: Have you spent the whole afternoon? <laughs> more, ba- more
0: more balance than weekends. You might need to edit that last one. <laughs> oh, I've got one more nuts in their mouth than a hibernating squirrel. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Right, okay.
0: <laughs> I'm not clicking the explicit you button. You are can...
1: just rude lot, you are. <laughs> um, the thing I couldn't quite understand was his whole persona changed. And it was like a, a really kind of like, <laughs> he looks even crapper than before. Because, like, he pops his collar, he gets this jacket on, gets the sunglasses on at night. Who does that? And he's not that uh, kind of guy. Corey Hart. But he's not that kind of guy, is he? But it just feels, like, really weird. And then he's smoking all the time. <laughs> like, oh, does it change into to a different you film? you never smoked before, <laughs> you wouldn't be like a, a train. I can assure you, you'd be coughing your guts. Up.
0: It's a 17, yeah, the 17-year-old with the cigar smoking, shagging on the staircase. I mean, wow. What else can he do? Wow. Apparently you can drink, what, did he drink like a third of a bottle of scotch and then go driving in the Porsche?
1: Most, <laughs> most 17. I want to be <laughs> throwing up if they're drunk. Yeah. never drunk before.
0: While they're squashing their pimples.
1: Oh, God, they, don't, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God.
2: I don't know, I think she convinces him that he's got to change in order to for this plan to go through. And even in the beginning, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Says, sometimes you have to just say, you know, what the f. What
0: the f, yeah. Mm. You
2: know, that, and that, I think he realizes yeah. that's what he's got to do. You know, and plus, yeah. it's like if he doesn't get that money to fix uh, the car, he's he's screwed. His parents are going to kill him. He
1: mm. says, every now and then, say what the mm, freedom and opportunity makes your future.
0: Curtis Armstrong is one of the the finest things in in this for me. So, um, just before we get, get skipped to the end and we go to the scores and and perhaps a, like a bit of trivia, um, so that we're still on 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 time, um, the Princeton admissions guide—that's just ridiculous. I mean, movie. Uh, it, never mind, you say it's a movie, Charles. Just you need to move on from it. Uh, that just never, yeah, wouldn't happen. I don't know. Whoa, God, what do you so mean like sh-
2: showing up to his house the fact that he came in in the first place well i think if you're rich your parents are very rich that could happen where someone what, would ten, interview you, you.
1: For a home interview yeah
2: i think it could happen if you have enough money in the night um, um well, well if they told him know. it's like my son's going to be home we already told him to expect you and um at
0: 10 o'clock at night that's was it 10 o'clock well, it's about that. Roughly, I'm trying it?
2: to defend this movie. I guess No, I you can't defend up.
0: this bit. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, he'll be oh. alone. He'll be alone. Just go there at 10 o'clock at night. Uh,
2: all right, if I'm going to be nitpicky about stuff, there's no way they could have fixed that car within 24 no. hours. No,
1: sure.
2: no. Yeah. No. No. And there's no way they could have got that furniture back in place. No, in
1: yes. two hours.
0: We, With just two on, men. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, they anyway. could have just done a Kelly LeBrock and she could have just thing and it all goes back into uh, yeah the house. and it all goes
1: back to normal um the thing that was um quite stuck in my memory was um when they when she took him off she, she asked him if he ever made love on a train obviously he hadn't because like that was the first time he'd he had a, a lady um so she she obviously takes him out of the house and they go to the subway uh, and wait for all the all the people to get off the coach off the train and then they make love on the train. But whilst that's going on, it's the Phil Collins Tonight tune that's playing. And that is what I remember about the movie. Oh, okay. It's the sex on the train thing uh, with Phil Collins in the background. That sounds really weird.
0: The the passengers get off, then they get off. Right.
1: <laughs> Phil Collins in the background. Well... All, all,
3: all, all I know is, if you tried to do that on any trains near where I live, you'd be looking not to catch leprosy off the uh, off the seats. I think uh, there's absolutely no way I'm putting my John Thomas anywhere near those train seats. Uh, not on the Pennine Pennine Express.
1: Oh my God!
2: You now I was surprised to learn that Chicago has a tube tube station like you guys have, or a tube system. I didn't know that. Oh,
0: okay. Whoa. Well. Great, we'll talk about that on another podcast. I can't wait for the tr- transit systems in major US cities. What so, a spin what a spin-off.
1: So to, to cap it all off, basically when he returns the next day, all the furniture's gone, parents are back in two hours. Ido answers Lana's Lana's phone. And he has got to buy back all his stuff, basically. Yeah. And that's what happens. So they're unloading, he's buying back, and he just basically doesn't make any money. Apart from obviously being able to pay for the repair for the cars and stuff.
0: Well, the capitalist gets taught a lesson in extortion and uh, yes. and mafioso. So, yeah. Uh, and he gets accepted into Princeton. That's a surprise. He does. Um, so, yeah. Um, final, uh, uh, we might not have time for. Tri- have you got some good trivia? Or should we oh,
1: should go
0: Should we go to school?
1: Isn't it? No, hang on. Trivia. Right, there's only a few bits. (laughs) So, uh, sorry. Miles away there. Looking at my own notes. Uh, Oh, the music, most of it was scored by a group called Tangerine Tangerine Dream. Dream.
2: Yeah, I love that music. Yeah.
1: Okay, uh, apart from obviously um, Phil Collins and old time rock and roll. um, Did you know Tangerine Dream also created the theme for Grand Theft Auto?
2: Yes. No, I didn't know that. I didn't know that.
1: Okay. Oh, well, you, you would, Charles, because you were a gamer.
2: But, uh... They did the music for Legend over here did, with Tim yeah. Curry and Tom Cruise. and But over where you guys were, I think it was, um, oh, the guy that did Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. I can't think of his name. Oh, Basil poole uh-huh.
0: Alan Silvestri.
2: Well, yeah, he did the music over there for you. So it seemed more classical for you guys. Over oh, okay. here, it sounded more, like, fantasy-like. Right.
0: Okay okay
1: right the high school was niles east high school in illinois um used obviously in this film in 1983 16 candles in
2: 1984
1: and weird science in 1985.
2: he sucks i'm sorry what does which one weird science oh joe I mean this one is way leagues above weird science. <laughs> oh, give movie. me
0: weird science every single no, day. No,
2: again, that's because you were a little kid and you seen it. If you would have seen this as a little kid, you would have been you'd had dark glasses and his jacket and you'd be oh, God, walking around start. town. He would have.
1: Yeah. He he yeah. did copy. So after screen. top after Top
2: Gun, I bought a blue
0: cap and my mum actually sewed in the Top Gun bit for me.
1: Yes. And Tom. I was about
0: twenty two stone and I really looked like Tom Cruise. Well, didn't you have like a, a jacket like
2: Ducky too?
0: Uh, yes, and a jacket like Ducky. I got some um, a long coat like John Cusack can say anything with the trainers and the sweatpants. Tom's,
1: you didn't know. I also now, had
0: a I also had a beret like for uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Jesus, Tom. I Mate, I was a, a fashion catastrophe. You didn't, Dom? Did yet. you know him no. then? No, <laughs> I arrived after this.
1: Oh, thank God for that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Shall me. Should we get to scores, or have you got another? No, I've scintillating... a
1: few more bits and <laughs> okay. bobs. Right, the role of Joel Goodson. People that auditioned, apparently, John Cusack. Yeah, yeah. Nicholas Cage, Michael J. Fox, Tom Hanks, Sean Penn, Kevin Bacon.
0: Yeah, uh, Sean Penn wouldn't have worked. Kevin Bacon, maybe. Um, John Cusack, definitely. Nicholas Cage, God no. Right, no. the no.
1: role of Lana. Sharon Stone auditioned, didn't get it.
0: Ooh.
1: Kim Basinger turned down the role because she didn't like the script. But quite ironically, if that's the term, I don't know, Brooke Shields was considered for the role of Lana but turned it down to focus on her education at Princeton.
2: That and Michelle great.
1: Pfeiffer was offered the role but turned it down.
2: Wow, okay. Yeah. I think Jennifer uh, Beals went to Princeton too. Uh,
1: at Joel's brothel party, the song "Swamp" by the Talking Heads plays in the background. Mm-hmm. And did you know the song contains the phrase "risky business"?
0: I did not know that. Though.
1: Oh well, there we go. Uh, there were four Porsches used in the film. The only remaining 1979 Porsche 928.
0: used oh, I know the answer to this one. In the yeah. film,
1: sold for how much in September 2021?
0: One point eight million.
1: No, it's one point nine eight million. Oh, okay. Yeah. How cool's that? Having a Porsche that's like that <laughs> worth that amount of money? Just because it's uh, having a DeLorean
0: with a flux capacitor. That's that's what I would have. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have that one. Yeah, definitely.
1: Oh. Um So, did you know there was a completely different ending for the film?
0: I did not. There no, were I didn't two either. filmed. Okay.
1: It had a, a pessimistic tone, with Joel still being accepted to Princeton. He and Lana sit on the roof of a building overlooking the city, pondering his future and hers. And for once, Lana lets her guard down. She says she didn't set him up, but he doesn't believe her. And while Joel asks her for her embrace, reluctantly does so. The studio, however, wanted a feel-good ending because this was the popular theme of teen movies at the time. So both versions were shot and shown to a test audience and it was agreed that their preference would be the ending for the film, which is what we see in the film.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah. Fair
1: enough. So, um, so that's it, really. And the, the last thing was, I suppose, uh, what I saw on Lip Sync Battle with Jimmy Fallon. So it creates that iconic scene with the microphone and stuff. That was quite funny, um, yes. but it's been done quite a few times by different people.
0: But no one, no, nowhere near as good as as that. Okay, mm. so s- scores. Um, let's go in order as, as we did right at the start. Then, um, so you haven't changed my score this time. I haven't. I haven't upped it. Um, I'm going to go with a high six. For me, um, I probably will. In fact, I will watch it again based on what we talked about, but it wouldn't be one of those things that I would put on. It won't replace Cocktail, for example, as my uh, go to background Tom Cruise film um, in that sense. Uh, I think there's a lot more fun to be had in Cocktail than there is in Risky Business, uh, which has is pretty light on comedy. So it's a six from me. Mm-hmm. Dom?
3: Oh, sorry, I wasn't sure if I was next. Yeah. Um, so I thought there were parallels with the film we looked at last week, which was a relatively minor um, film in the career of, you know, one of the arguably the greatest actors in Robert De Niro. And here we've got a relatively minor film in the career of one of the, arguably the greatest movie star um, of all time. Um, I, I've heard this film described as a satire, but for me it's a celebration of uh, of American america in the 1980s and money and greed and consumerism and i i I really enjoyed that sense of time and that sense of place that it evoked um for me six and a half that's what i'm scoring
0: okay
2: cool joe i'm gonna give an (laughs) 8.5 joe i'm just give it a nine but it's like yeah it can't be a nine it can't be an
1: eight
2: and a half but anyway yes it can it oh, well. It is yes, yes,
1: you're right. And typically, you don't score high, Joe.
2: No. Well, a lot of it's nostalgia. Yeah. For me too.
1: Oh.
0: So this oh, is nice. as good as Joker, then, Joe? Right? I oh, know, Jokey gave a nine.
2: Right. Oh, well, it, it's good for different reasons, though.
0: Mm. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm wow.
1: it an eight. Hmm. Wow. It, it just. It just brought back a lot of good feeling when I watched it last time, which was years and years and years ago, basically. Okay. Mm. So what what score does that give us then? Oh dunno, what's that? Six, mm. six point five, an eight point five and an eight. Oh god. I think
0: that puts it in since we started scoring films, that puts it in
1: sixteen. 15. First
0: second place I think. Fatal Attraction scored higher, King of Comedy scored slightly lower. You think I'd take a uh, that's,
1: that's twenty-nine out of forty.
0: Okay. We need to I will we will get the league table ready for the next for the next podcast. Speaking of the next podcast, Ooh. It, it's time. Oh great.
1: It's the hat.
3: Right, wait
0: Right, so okay. door. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it that is. hat
1: in Harry Potter is a right moany old hat, isn't it?
0: Uh, it's me, I'm afraid. Sorry, Dom. Oh. We might end up doing yours, your four last, but maybe we should have had a pot we picked from each one. Maybe we might do that one next. But the next film, we'll be, next film we'll be doing is Greed is Good. We're doing Wall Street.
1: Oh, you were watching that the other day.
0: I was, and I've watched it plenty of times. And uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but yes, I do like it. Um yeah so Wall Street will be the next podcast in 2 weeks time so mm-hmm. uh, uh and maybe Dom might get a do you know we let's let's put that into i think we've put it into piles I'll I'll get them out and I'll put them in and we'll pick one from yours because otherwise you might be wasting a while even with the law of averages um I discussed one of your um choices Dom yesterday and j- universally one of them um uh, I can't tell you to tell you which one they just went You've got to, you've got to see this. And I said, "Well, I haven't, I haven't seen it." Oh, cancel everything! You've got to see this film right now. And so I am uh, looking forward to seeing that.
1: Okay. not of what it is. So
0: no. Well,
3: I, I don't really know what it is either because I, I suggested eight to Charlie on the you basis did. that he always edits some of my choices out. Um, so he's, he's somehow selected four from the eight that I gave him. So I'm not even quite sure what's in the mix to be honest.
0: I couldn't do Hellraiser. I told Hellraiser, unfortunately, had to. Uh park because we couldn't include Amanda in that one all right yeah pinhead pinhead um, yeah anyway so there we go Wall Street oh looking forward to that right um, that's my last Michael Douglas film just in case you thought I loaded it all with, <laughs> with Michael Douglas stuff. yeah ro- but, roll call is uh, going to be a bit dodgy that that's, uh, that week isn't it do we do it again given that we did Fatal Attraction or well we we, we gloss over with Michael Douglas and talk about the, the genius that is Charlie Sheen hey Joe your favorite,
2: man. I heard a lot of stuff about Charlie Sheen recently. <laughs> I never heard it before. So it's like can't wait for that.
0: It's brilliant. I'm on yeah. a drug.
2: I'm on a drug. It's
0: called Charlie Sheen. <laughs> brilliant. Okay. Well,
1: what thanks everyone because uh, I've really enjoyed this podcast. Yeah,
0: yeah, really good. And it's rough. Well, not roughly. Roughly to time, I suppose. But yeah, <laughs> great. We will try and keep it to an hour and a half uh, next time. But we just had too much fun, and I'm sorry for talking oh, yeah. about my, my parties. Sexual exploits. Sexual exploits, parties, uh, and the police turning up at the house mm-hmm. in a riot van.
1: I think and everybody's th- got to know us a little bit better now. I think they the have, party? yeah. It's a risky business podcast.
0: Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Frank,
3: if you're out there listening, drop, drop us a note. Let, let us know about what else you heard on Joe's phone calls back in the day.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, email us at...
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> Frank, Frank, Frank is listening <laughs> Anyway, get in touch I was about to say the website We're going to close the website down Because the website wasn't doing anything uh, We're far more but better on socials And things like that So contact us, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter You will find no, nothing else but rusted junk But yeah, contact us on Messenger We love that We love when people get in touch on Messenger So please go and look for that And get in touch with us uh, So anyway, great podcast everyone Loved it I'll say bye bye. Cheerio. Yeah. See ya. To pet. Bye.